Welcome to Podcast Ally, a podcast created by and for podcasters and the listeners that love them. My name is Valerie Grove, and I work with clients and podcasters here on a daily basis. Today, we'll have Henry Lopez on the show. He's the host of The How of Business. We'll tell you a little bit more about him in a minute, but his show sticks out to us because it's been around since 2016, early in the podcasting game, still thriving, if I'm correct. It's the number 25 all-time business podcast on Apple Podcasts and was one of the first shows that was really focused on giving actionable business advice to folks running smaller businesses, not big mammoth startups. So to give you a little bit of background on Henry, he's a father, husband, serial entrepreneur, small business coach and consultant, and he's been in the game for more than 35 years running small businesses and everything from pizza franchises to IT and sales. He currently runs Levante Business Group and offers business coaching and consulting along with the beloved The How of Business podcast. So thank you so much for coming on, Henry. Is there anything else I missed there that you want to add? No, that's that's a great introduction, Valerie. I'm excited to have this conversation. Awesome. So as I mentioned, it feels like you guys were pretty early in the podcasting game, well, <laughs> compared to the market that we see now. So I wanted to ask, what inspired you and and I know you have a co-host as well to to create the how of business. Yeah, early on I have a, I had a co-host. Now David comes in every once in a while, so he's no longer my full-time co-host. But yeah, we've thought we've asked this question, who came up with the idea and I I don't know that David and I have been business partners for many years, but it really the the seed of it though, Valerie was as you alluded to in the intro, I was always challenged as a micro small business owner with finding actionable information that applied to me. I'm a big reader of business books and uh, periodicals and those kind of things, but they tend to focus on what I refer to as the outliers, right? Bill Gates and, and Steve Jobs. And while you can learn from that, I always struggled with translating that to my micro business. And so that was, I think, the the genesis of it is providing and sharing actionable information for very small business owners. And you guys cover a really big range of topics. Is there any kind of through line that you try and look to, to tie it all together? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, besides what I just said, I, it, to me, the way I summarize it is I, I'm trying to help people start, run, and grow and, and then potentially exit a small business. So as long as it's a topic related to that, either the starting part of it, because I do have a lot of listeners who are looking to start their first business, or if it's information that I can share or have others share to help you grow a business, that's the common thread. And this is just kind of my own curiosity, because at the time, now people look at podcasting as like a part of a marketing tactic. Right. So was this just, you know, you really wanted to find the best way to get that content out there at the time? Or were you guys kind of ahead of the game thinking about this as a marketing tactic for your for your business also? I think it was a combination. We were interested in it and mm -hmm. curious about it. And, and both my, again, at the time, co-host David Begin and I, we both come from a background of sales and presentations and teaching people how to sell. So we kind of have that tendency towards loving being on stage, you know, <laughs> so we love to pontificate <laughs> and share our opinion for whatever it's worth. So we thought, well, this might be interesting. Certainly we we might be okay at it, but, but there was also a marketing angle from it. And I had just begun around that time focusing on coaching 
And so I thought, well, then maybe this will be a way to generate opportunities for my coaching business. Why did you decide to have guests on on the show? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that every every podcaster or people who are aspiring to maybe start their podcast have to give this a lot of thought. But I can summarize it into three things. First of all, knowing a little bit about presentations and what keeps people engaged, especially in this audio-only format, when you have two or more people talking, two or more, more than two might get a little confusing, but when you have two people having a conversation, that's much more engaging for people. You know, we're having a conversation here. You have a different voice than I have. So that change in voices alone and the conversation, I think, is much more engaging than when I go off on a topic by myself, which I do. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that at all, but that's one of the things, much more engaging content. You have the network effect, and that has been huge. In other words, I'm hoping that my guests will share the episode with their audience, and thereby I grow my audience. So that's a big part of it, yeah? And then I'm learning every time I chat with someone, every time I have a conversation, I'm either reaffirming or learning something. So those, those are my top three reasons for having guests. And when you have a guest on, what makes them stand out to you? Um, yeah, this is this is a, a big one as well. I'll, I'll answer it this way, Valerie. The number one thing I bring into mind when I vet a potential guest is, do I think I want to have a conversation with that person? Does the topic sound industry interesting? Do they seem interesting? And so that's number one. Is this is it going to be an interesting conversation? That that's the first and foremost. I noticed that you have within your pitching process, if we're going to go kind of into a little bit more deeper on that, you have a pretty organized, specific form. You know, I see how you've laid out like what kind of tech you want people to have and specific questions that you need answered. Is there a story behind that or is this just something that you thought would be great from the start? No, this has evolved over time. So the story is just trial and error and being frustrated by the uh, process and needing certain things and fine-tuning what it is that I need in that pitch to make a decision as to whether that potential guest makes sense for me. So it, it just has evolved over time. I'm a big systems person, so I have checklists for everything. I have a checklist for an episode that, that you don't see. I have checklists for all kinds of things. So it's it's my nature to systematize things, but it evolved over time. Is there any, like, let's say maybe one of the best pitches or the worst pitches that you've received in that trial and error process that you that stand out to you? Yeah, you know, I, I don't have one specific. I was thinking about this as, as I was getting ready for this conversation, Valerie. The best pitches generally are the ones that get to the point, give me what I've asked for. In other words, don't try to circumvent my process if possible and make it easy for me to decide is Valerie going to be a good fit for me now or not? So get, getting to the point. So those pitches that are just get to the point, those are the most effective for me, the ones that get the most from me. On the other side, I have a whole list of pet peeves, but I don't know if you want to go there yet. But but some of the most egregious things is, is like when it's an obvious copy and paste but the values aren't changed, you know, so it still has the put show name here. Oh no. <laughs> or the or the wrong show name for that matter. I've had that before. Yeah. Uh so that that's at the top of the list of just carelessness, right? That doesn't make a very good impression. 
Yeah. Well, it's fine if you if you've got a list, you can go ahead and go for it. I do. I do because this is this is yeah. This is one of my things, and I think you had asked. You know what are what are my pet peeves? I mean, number one is what I just said. Not in the pitch. Not getting to the point. As I I want to change a phrase. Uh, flattery will get you nowhere. In other words, I don't open with, oh, I just listened to episode two fifty six, and I love that. Listen, you may well have listened to the show, but but I'm not buying it, first of all, and everybody says that, and it's not going to make me all of a sudden say, oh, wow, Mallory, you listened to an episode, so I must take your guess. I mean, I know I'm sounding callous, but it just it's just a waste of time, in my opinion, and how I receive it. Mind you, you, you know, you had asked, I think, in the preparatory questions, how many pitches did I get? Mm -hmm. And it's funny, you you know, we had just lined up for you and I to talk uh, about a week and a half ago. And then last last week I had, for some reason, I had a surge of inbound requests. Like I probably had 20 last week, okay? Of which I probably only accepted one. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, a lot of pitches that come in. Listen, I'm fortunate, so I don't want to sound uh, arrogant or unappreciative. I'm fortunate that my show gets found now and I get pitched by a lot of different people. So not getting to the point and, and helping me decide if this person is going to be a fit now. It's not that that I may not like the person or anything like that. Although I, like I said, I want to make sure it's somebody I want to have a conversation with, but I may have just covered that topic or, you know, I've covered enough social media. I, I can't do another social media topic. Um, you know, so there are things that I have exhausted, or at least I've covered recently, and so it just may not be a fit. But I need to know very quickly in the message who this person is that you want me to consider. What is that? What? Who, what are they? Who are they? And then very quickly tell me what it is that are their topics or questions that they can address or share on the show, so that I can quickly decide. Hmm, this is interesting. Let me vet them further, or no, it's not a fit right now for me. If I decide I want to vet them further, then what I need most importantly, what is most valuable to me is a link to previous appearances. Okay. If they haven't been on a show before, that's not a, that's not a showstopper, but at least give me something, a video, something where I can hear this person talk and express and share their ideas to see if there's a connection there for me. So that those things are critical, getting to it quickly and then giving me easy ways to vet that person. I'm interrupting this episode because I know you're here because you want to leverage podcast interviews. Maybe you're looking to grow your network or bringing new leads, or maybe you've been invited on a podcast and you're looking to get more intentional and proactive with reaching out to podcasts to suggest yourself as a guest. And most likely you're listening because you're looking for some help. Either you want some help with your messaging or just brainstorming the right podcast to reach out to. Well, you're in the right place, my friend. Our podcast planning intensives mean you don't have to do it alone. They're led by senior members of our pitch team who are working with podcasts every single day and me, which means you get two extra brains working on your podcast outreach and the programming. We'll work with you to identify which podcasts will bring you closer to your goals and write up your own personal pitch scripts for those shows. We'll help you put together a plan to leverage every interview and we'll give you the context you need to book those interviews. Plus, we support you as you start that outreach process. Sound like a dream? 
Come on over to podcastally.com forward slash VIP to learn more about our podcast planning intensives and to get the help you're looking for. That's podcastally.com forward slash VIP, where you can find all the info and book an intensive. Now let's get back to the show. So I kind of want to back up and I dig a little bit deeper into your last point because I'm personally curious. From different podcasters, we've received different types of feedback through their pitching processes on some that they want to see the previous appearances more from like a social proof standpoint. But some other podcasters, I've also heard feedback from them. They're like, please don't send me full episodes. I'm never going to listen to them. Interesting. (laughs) So something we've done to try and consider that viewpoint for some podcasters is create little sound clips, like little highlights from interviews. And I'm wondering if something that's something that you've received from other folks before and if if you've found that useful or if that's something that you've never even heard of before. I have not seen that before. I think it would be interesting. I don't think it would be bad. I do like getting the links to the full episodes. Of course, I'm not going to listen to that whole episode, but I will scan through other appearances and it has very little to do with what show they were on. So I'm not looking for, oh, this person's been on these shows, therefore I must have them on my show. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with, I'm listening for right off the bat, sound quality. So, okay, does this person have the right equipment? Are they going to sound good? And then I'm listening for who they are. I'm listening for how they handle themselves on another show, how they answer questions. How do they come across? Do they come across as a person who's sharing, who's willing to really share knowledge or, you know, are they arrogant or have an attitude, which is not a fit for me? Yeah. So I'm listening for that. So I'll, I'll kind of fast forward through a couple of episodes, some episodes, if I just don't like the format I'll skip it, but I don't mind that it's the full episode, but it's an interesting idea. So I would listen to it. If you gave me snippets, it has to be enough of it though, so that I can hear the conversation. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if if you just gave me sound bites, it might be too polished, too overproduced. I'm not sure. And is it particularly attractive to you? I know there's like a networking aspect for you. And for example, if someone is a podcast host themselves, is that more attractive to you? Well, it gets my attention because I know they understand probably how to be a guest. That tells me right away, okay, this person probably has the right equipment and they understand the process and they understand probably how to be a guest. So that does help in that regard. I think we've pretty much covered the, as far as like the pet peeves aspect, but I guess we'll get to some more fun questions now. So is there a most memorable interview that stood out to you? You know, I've thought about that and because I've been thinking about putting on my website kind of highlights of uh, most interesting interviews or something like that, because, you know, I'm at 438 episodes, so I keep trying to make it easy for people to find things in there. But, you know, one that I that has always stood out as to I recommend to people is a gentleman by the name of Mike Stemple, who was on the show, I don't know, a couple of years ago now on the topic of ideation. And I just found him fascinating. I had a fascinating conversation with him. More recently, also on the topic of business ideas and entrepreneurship, Norman Crowley was on the show. And I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's he's more known in Europe because he's an entrepreneur there. Fascinating guy, great conversation, just a lot of good insights. But then on the other extreme of it, Melissa Forsyat, who's an expert in, in marketing for tight budgets, 
she's been on the show several times because she's in a perfect example of what I'm looking for. Actionable advice for really small business owners. So her, her thing is marketing on a tight budget for small business owners. So those are a few that stand out. Yeah, I've had some some big names like Gino Wickman and people like that. And that has been great, no, no doubt. But those are some of the ones that stand out, Valerie. Do you have any thoughts on where the podcast is going or any changes or dream guests that you want on in the future? Ooh, I do have dream guests. There's and his name, you would think you would know. His name is escaping me, but he wrote a book called uh, Steal Like an Artist. And I've wanted to get him on just because of the creativity added. I'm I'm looking at my books here. So he's somebody who I was interested in. Austin Cleon? Yes, yes. Do you know him? Are you familiar with his work? No, I just looked it up. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's out of Austin. So if you're listening, Austin, I'm I'm interested in having you Austin out of Austin. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so I'm mean, somebody like that, I, I'm interested. Um, listen, I mean, I would love to have Seth Godin on the show. I haven't reached out to him, but I would love to have those kind of gurus on the show, but you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't spend any time trying to chase those people. If they happen to come my way someday, that would be fantastic. And what was the other part of the question, Valerie? In general on any thoughts on where the, the podcast might be going, for example, just a trend that we've seen in the industries, we've noticed that shows that used to be really focused on having guests on are doing more frequent solo episodes. And I don't know if that's a trend that you've kind of um, hopped onto or just any general thoughts on, on where you see the podcast going. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I do. I have begun to do more topic episodes as I call them, where it's just me or It'll be David coming back as a guest host and we'll banter on a particular topic. There was a period of time for a long time it was like I lost my confidence on doing an episode just by myself because I don't know who wants to listen to this and me drone on on a topic. But then I realized that, you know, one of the key things that a podcast should do for us, certainly from a marketing perspective, is to position the host as an authority on a particular topic. In my case, obviously, small business. So I think that the topic episodes definitely do that because when we're interviewing somebody, you're kind of giving them uh, the big portion of the spotlight, right? So it is important, I think, to have a balance of both, although I'm still probably predominantly going to be interview-based. But the big thing, though, to continue answering your question that I'm trying to incorporate more of is video and building my YouTube channel. Now, that's a challenge for me because. I don't record video usually in part. There's two reasons why. Well, initially there was because bandwidth was, was an issue, but I, I think platforms like Zoom have resolved that. I think also that, and maybe I heard this someday years ago, that when you are visually seeing each other, you're relying on visual cues that your audience isn't seeing because they're only listening. So I've always had that in my mind. I don't know if that's really true or not, but it's something I've had in my mind. But Really, it's the work of, I have enough, it's enough work to produce an audio episode. I don't want to add to it just now a video production component to that as well. But I got to figure that out because there are a lot of people, my daughter included, she's 24 years old, who are listening slash watching podcasts on YouTube, not to mention that that's really a search engine that for me to continue to get found, I need to be on. So that's the one direction that I'm trying to figure out. 
I know that in my experience, what I've seen is with the people who want to add that video production component that go into it. I feel like a lot of those shows, they end up broadcasting them live, like via YouTube live. And I guess that's just if so, if that's something that you're right, that's your that you're the road you're willing to go down. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I, I'm not. Who knows, right? And certainly, I get it that there's that value of the live, and certainly with Clubhouse when it came on big, and oh, maybe everything should be live. But I don't get that. I'm not buying into it just yet. I don't see myself going there anytime soon. But we shall see. Yeah, exactly. Like if you have a brain fart, like I just did, <laughs> then everyone doesn't have to listen to you get your thoughts together. <laughs> right. Or just, I don't, I don't know. So there's enough to put a show together, you know, an episode together without having to worry about it being live. Well, Henry, I think that's it from my end. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up today. No, no, that was great. Great conversation. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Henry. Folks, if you want to check out The How of Business, you can head over to thehowofbusiness.com. And there's also a space there where you can get in touch with Henry if you want a free coaching consultation. Thank you. Bye, Henry. Take care. Bye-bye.